All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program on this Friday. Uh, we got a lot of fun things coming up. I, um, I'm going to tell you about a movie later in the program that I saw I got a trailer for that won't be released until July 4th weekend, and it's called The Sound of Freedom. And I've, been, I've mentioned this a few times now, and I'll mention it again na- uh, today, is that there's this new studio called Angel.com. I don't even know where they came from. But all of a sudden, one day I got started. They did a series on the life of Jesus, so different, so unique from any other that I'd ever seen before, that I could, it was one of those binge-watching series that you just can't get enough of, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, then they also had a movie called His Only Son about the story of Abraham and God telling him that he's got to sacrifice his son and, and obviously the, the turmoil and, and you know the test of faith that goes along with it. If you know the biblical story, you, you know how it ends. Um, and then this is a whole different area that they're working in here. They tell the true story of this guy. His name is Tim Ballard. And it's, he, he's the founder of what's called Operation Underground Railroad. I think Glenn Beck has something to do with some of his, his good works, uh, and I give him all the credit for doing that. But anyway, they're going to have this film out July 4th, and it is based on a true story of a former government agent, the guy that was 10 months away from his pension being vested, and, but, but based on his conscience being moved to such a degree, he just said, he was, that's it, I'm done. He quit. He was willing to forego and completely did forego his pension uh, so that he can finish this work. And, and the work is to stop human trafficking. And at the end of the movie, and I'm watching this, I'm like, this can't possibly be true. I actually contacted them. And I wanted to know where these statistics came from. Now, we've interviewed on this program many times people that have been involved in, in rescuing children from human trafficking and sex trafficking. You know, I remember one caller, one, one guest we had a couple of years ago. I mean, he spent 15 or 20 years of his career just saving children from sex trafficking, people that are being brought into this country that are living in, you know, places like New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco and all around the country and how it's a, they say it's a $150 billion a year business. And this really should be something this country needs to be embarrassed about and resolve to forever fix. You know, at the end of the movie, they say the U.S. is one of the top destinations for human trafficking among the largest consumers of child sex. Now, I mean, I read that. I'm like, our country? And we're not doing anything about that? You know, why are we not doing anything about that? By the way, if you needed one of another million reasons that you got to secure your border, this, this is one of them. But and then they said that there are more humans trapped in slavery today than at any other time in history, including when slavery was legal and millions of these slaves are children. All goes up on the film at the end of the movie. And so I started talking with these guys. And uh Anyway, the story of heroism here that is captured, it was actually shot on location in Colombia, and it tells the story about this, this one agent that just his conscience wouldn't allow him to walk away and, and knowing that these kids were being sold into slavery, in one case, sex slavery, and in another case, you know, sex slavery 
and and drug production by by one of the most dangerous cartels in the world. I mean, and how he went into this remote area of Colombia where that was dominated and controlled by the cartels and snuck in and was able to rescue this 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 little precious young girl whose life was going to be forever ruined. And uh, and the work that he did, it's, you know, for example, the, the way they in this movie, the way they showed that these children were being lured, they'd go to the parents and say, you know what, you have exceptional children. You know, these I'm sure we can turn these children into stars. I'll tell you what you do. You bring your kids to this this location tomorrow. And anyway, so the the parents say, you know, okay, well, maybe this is a way out of poverty or tough life that our kids are having. Maybe this is all true. They want to believe it. And they bring their kids. And then when they get there, they're told, okay, no, no, you can come pick them up at at seven o'clock or seven thirty tonight. Uh, we have a long day of shooting and picture taking and, and photos and this and that. And then the parents think, oh, okay, well, it seems safe. They come back later that night and those kids are long gone and they've been kidnapped. And then they're on the road to hell and the road to sex trafficking. And, and you know, in many cases, never to be seen or heard from again, their lives, their souls, you know, just completely destroyed by evil people. Anyway, so um, I'm going to tell you more about it. They've also done a couple of other projects. I, I mentioned The Chosen, which is the story of the life of Jesus uh, prior to the um, crucifixion and, and later resurrection. And they did it in a way that I, I just felt was, you know, I could not w- stop watching it. Let me put it that way. Um, the, the, the movie about Abraham, similarly, I could not stop watching that movie. Wouldn't, put, wouldn't stop. Anyway, so they gave me an early copy of this film uh, and I got to watch it and it's going to be released on the 4th of July. If you remember Jim Caviezel who played Jesus in the passion of the Christ, he's the lead in this movie, but it's, they're doing some great work there and I got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, They'll join us later. Also, we'll check in with our buddy, John Rich. Uh, He's going to be in Tampa and Clearwater tomorrow. And we'll talk about that for a special reason involving Riviera. I'm sorry, redneck Riviera whiskey. Um, by the way, how many times has Joe Biden fallen in private that maybe the White House isn't telling us about? Has anyone thought of that? Now, reports out today that Biden's truly yesterday's fall was really scary at the Air Force Academy. But it was his third public stumbling incident in a little more than three months. So now that begs the question, if Biden has taken three tumbles while the cameras are rolling in just the last 115 days, Am I the only one that's going to ask the question how many times he might have fallen in private that the White House won't tell us about? I mean, and watching, you know, just how frail and weak he was and even the effort to pick him up. I mean, it, it was a heavy lift to be charitable here. And then immediately thereafter, he bumps his head on the Air uh, Marine One right after suffering that fall. This was at the Air Force Academy after the graduation. And the president obviously has a history of falling upstairs at Air Force One and was caught on camera losing his footing while boarding Air Force One in March uh, before regaining his balance and then entering the plane's cabin. February 22nd, he fell forward about halfway up the stairs to the plane while departing uh, Poland after a surprise trip overseas. He did regain his balance and stood back up, waved at the crowd and continued. 
you know, he, he's trying to make jokes about it yesterday. I'm, why am I not finding this funny? Why am I not looking in that video and thinking, oh, no, the world is watching this. Just what, just like whenever he opens his mouth, why am I thinking, oh, no, President Xi, Putin, the mullahs in Iran and Kim Jong-un are all watching this. Um, and then he made these comments yesterday. Now, you just met with Air Force pilots. They're about to do a flyover and listen to how he mentions it. By the way, I met with uh, who are those guys that fly over shortly. You heard of them, haven't you? Three of them are women. So don't screw around, guys. Three of them are women. Okay, what are those guys' names that, you know, I met with earlier that are about to do a flyover thingy, whatever that means? Um, there's, listen, I am not as convinced as everybody else that this is, this is a primary that's only going to include Joe Biden, Marianne Williamson, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm not, I'm not buying it. So, you know, and then he tried to joke about it and say he stepped over a sandbag. I, I, nobody ever showed me a sandbag. Did you see a sandbag? I guess maybe there was one. I didn't see it. I've yet to see the sandbag. He goes, I got sandbagged after he took another tumble. Um, now, the response to this by the left has not been good. Progressives now renewing their calls for a fair and contested Democratic presidential primary after this fall. You know, this this footage now showing Biden walking on stage in a suit and a baseball cap falls to the ground, needing major assistance to get back up. And three people actually helped him. And the White House then later attributed the, the tumble to a sandbag on stage. Well, the time he fell not once, not twice, but three times climbing uh, Air Force One. Well, they, they said it was a windy day. Well, if that was the case, I don't know what's worse. The fact that it was wind that blew him over or that he can't keep his balance and now keeps fall, falling here. I mean, these falls are a, a serious issue. And at the end of the day, and, you know, you compare it, maybe you don't like Donald Trump's style. I get a lot of that from people. And I asked the president about that last night. What do you say to those people that maybe you shouldn't name call and, you know, be fighting all the time? He said, if I didn't fight, I wouldn't be here. If he didn't fight, he would, I don't think he would have been as successful as he was as president. You know, so here's what he said. I won an election. It was unprecedented. We beat somebody that supposedly had it made. And, you know, they probably did things in that election, too. They were shocked. But I came into office, and from the day I got in, I was under siege by people that have been in Washington for many years, put in there by many different presidents, in most cases, people that were against me. Like, they spied on my campaign. They did all sorts of things. I was under investigation and under siege, and so were my people. And if I wasn't tough, I wouldn't be here right now, I guarantee you that. If I didn't fight back, I wouldn't be here. What they did was so bad. And they've been caught. Now, so far, nothing's happened to them of consequence. We had an attorney general, Bill Barr, who didn't have the courage to fight. He just didn't have the courage. He was a nice man, but he didn't have the courage. He lost his courage when they wanted to impeach him. They said, we're going to impeach Bill Barr. They didn't even know why. There was no reason to impeach him. He didn't do anything wrong. But he didn't have the courage. We need courage in this country or we're going to lose our country. Now, by the way, if you want a little flashback, do you remember when Donald Trump uh, was going down that ramp in the middle of a rainstorm and there was no railing at all whatsoever. And it was pretty steep. The problem he had at that moment was he had dress shoes on. So he had nothing to grab onto except the guy that was next to him. And he went very, very gingerly and very slowly. 
And, you know, Biden uh, said, oh, look at how he steps and, and look at how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Come on, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, you stumble down. You, you just fall in the middle of nowhere. And it just keeps happening. Now, I'm, I am predicting here, mark my words, I don't think that every Democrat is going to stand for this. I think they see him just as we see him. Weak, frail, a cognitive mess, a physical mess. And it's interesting because Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he, he he's now running at over 20 percent in, in pretty much every poll. And he's pretty confident that he could defeat Biden next year's race for the Democratic presidential nominee for the nomination. Uh, he was asked by FoxNews.com if he'd support Biden if Biden wins the renomination. He says, well, I expect to be nominated and I don't have a plan B. He pledged that we all have the resources to run an effective primary campaign. You know, Kennedy now at 20, 21 percent respectively. And even Marianne Williamson, I mentioned this yesterday, at 10 percent. Who would have ever thought Marianne Williamson would be at 10 percent in the polls for the, the Democratic Party? Now, imagine, forget Kamala because she's running with Joe, but imagine for a second that if he had a real competitor. I mean, what would happen if Gavin Newsom got in this race? I think that's a possibility. Linda, you're looking at me like very skeptical. I mean, I, I think th anything's possible, right? I mean, they've got Joe Biden. They got to look elsewhere. They got to look elsewhere, and it's just one of those things they don't say publicly, or most people aren't saying weren't saying publicly that are now beginning to say publicly. This is a disaster. All right, listen. I want to remind you, crime is on the rise. I myself needed to upgrade my firearm security while I was out there. I was researching gun safes all over the place. Uh, to me, I found what is the game changer. It's called SafeX. It's by Rhino Metals. It's really revolutionary. They have a website, rhinosafe.com. Rhino spelled like the animal safe, one word, rhinosafe.com. You can watch their side-by-side -side pride test and judge for yourself because you're going to be amazed. I love mine. Linda has one. She loves hers. I mean, they've got incredible exterior styling options. They're absolutely stunning. I like the older antique industrial ironworks finish look. It looks literally like a safe from the 1800s. Very cool. You're going to love it. They have their gun rack that swings out of the safe to give you the best access to your firearms. Uh, if you're a dealer and you don't carry Rhino Metal safes, you need to because everyone's going to want them when they see them. Uh, they're all backed by the best warranty support possible. They've been in business since 1995, a veteran-owned company. Anyway, if you want the best, check this company out. Go to rhinosafe.com, R-H-I-N-O, spelled like the animal, rhinosafe, S-A-F-E.com, rhinosafe, one word, dot com. We'll continue.